Welcome to WTBU News Today. I'm Evan Jimenez. Boston has been very sunny lately, with temperatures on Tuesday reaching a high of around 84 degrees. Temperatures on Wednesday are expected to drop to a high of around 80 degrees, with skies remaining mostly cloudy. The rest of the week is projected to stay mostly level, with temps ranging from the low to high 80s. Ulala Kajioka is here now to report on the Boston University COVID-19 dashboard. Boston University launched its COVID-19 dashboard of data on Monday. The dashboard will provide the number of tests conducted on campus and the number of individuals who have tested positive, negative, or inconclusive. BU will test roughly 5,000 to 6,000 individuals daily. The data on the dashboard will be updated daily, including only student data for the first two weeks. Later, faculty and staff data will also appear. It will also show seven-day averages of test results, as well as state and local counties' testing results to compare with the campus testing data. It may also show how effective students are being at submitting their daily COVID-19 symptom checks. However, BU assures that the dashboard will never reveal an individual's testing results. Healthway, the university's testing program, will use the information from the dashboard to monitor COVID-19 cases on campus and work towards tracking, treating, and containing the spread. In Honolulu, Hawaii, I'm Ulala Kajioka from WTVU News. Thanks, Ulala. Joining us now is Amanda Schneider with a report on an SUV pulled from Boston Seaport. A submerged SUV was pulled from the water in Boston Seaport on Friday, giving authorities new details into two missing persons cases. The SUV, captured on security cameras Tuesday night, fell into the reserve channel around 10 p.m. on August 11th. The driver and passenger, identified as missing persons Tatiana Morales and Giovanni Pierre, were still inside the vehicle when it was retrieved under nearly 40 feet of water. The families of both victims reported them missing last Wednesday, and while their deaths are still under investigation, Suffolk County District Attorney Rachel Rollins did not state whether the deaths are considered an accident or if foul play is involved. Morales's family has tracked her location to the seaport using a Snapchat she had posted the night she disappeared, though she had stopped answering calls and texts later that night. In Fairfield, Connecticut, I'm Amanda Schneider for WTBU News. Thank you, Amanda. And now we'll head over to Stephanie Joseph for a story about President Trump pardoning Susan B. Anthony. President Trump announced plans to posthumously pardon Susan B. Anthony during a White House event commemorating the 100th anniversary of the ratification of the 19th Amendment on Tuesday. Anthony, a leader of the women's suffrage movement, was fined $100 after being arrested for illegally voting in 1872. Trump's choice to pardon Anthony would mark the 26th pardon of his presidency and is being met with mixed reviews. Some believe that Anthony's pardon is a political tactic that Trump is using to gain support from women, especially suburban white women, a voting group whose support had been dwindling since his last campaign. New York Lieutenant Governor Kathy Hochul expressed that she wants Trump to rethink pardoning Anthony, tweeting that Anthony was actually proud of her arrest because it brought attention to women's suffrage and that Trump should let the late suffragist rest in peace. In addition to pardoning Anthony, Trump signed a proclamation that would make this August National Suffrage Month. In Laurel, Maryland, I'm Stephanie Joseph for WTBU News. 
Thanks, Stephanie. Next up, a story regarding the U.S. Postmaster General from Lily Kepner. On Tuesday, the U.S. Postal Service's Postmaster General, Louis DeJoy, walked back budget cuts after backlash from critics saying that it would ne- negatively impact the upcoming elections. DeJoy proposed the cuts be postponed until after the election and promised that no equipment or hours would be removed from the USPS's current operations. DeJoy emphasized that the post office can sufficiently handle the staggering amount of mail-in ballots expected for the election with the current equipment, though it was unclear if the old and broken equipment would be replaced. The announcement comes after DeJoy and other USPS officials were called to testify about the USPS's finances in front of the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs, as well as in front of the House Oversight Committee. DeJoy is expected to testify in the Senate on Friday. This recent congressional action highlights the important role that that mail-in ballots will play in the 2020 election due to the coronavirus pandemic, as 80 million Americans are expected to vote via mail. In Wilton, Connecticut, I'm Lily Kepner for WTBU News. Thanks, Lily. Finally, an update from Giselle Mehta about the arrest of a bulk carrier ship captain. On Tuesday, the Mauritian Police Department arrested the captain of a Japanese bulk carrier ship that ran aground and caused an oil spill that has endangered the world's most pristine coral reefs and lagoons. Scientists are calling the spillage the region's worst ecological disaster. Sunil Kumar Nandeshwar, the 58-year-old captain of the ship, was arrested on the charge of endangering safe navigation. The MV Wakashio, which carried 4,000 tons of fuel oil, hit a coral reef on the 25th of July and began to spill on August 6th. The government announced a state of environmental emergency the following day. The Mauritius Coast Guard repeatedly tried to contact the captain to warn him of his dangerous course, however no reply was ever made. According to scientists, the full effect of the nearly 1,000 tons of oil spilt into the maritime environment is yet to unfold. After the ship split in two on Sunday, it could take months to fully remove it from the Indian Ocean. In Dubai, the United Arab Emirates, I'm Giselle Mehta for WTBU News. That's it for this edition of WTBU News Today. Be sure to tune into our full program every Tuesday and Thursday at 6 p.m. Eastern over on WTBU Radio. On behalf of Grace Ferguson, Alex Corey, and Hena Yoshinaga, I'm Evan Jimenez reporting from Somerset, New Jersey for WTBU News.